You're listening to Work It Mommy, where the goal is for all women, no matter your age or stage in life, to be the best versions of ourselves. And if we happen to be moms, be the best mom ever and maintain our sanity while we do it. So today is going to be really another great episode for all women because stress, you know, anxiety, all these things are really at an all time high right now because we are going through a pandemic. So today I'm so happy because we're going to have Megan Cox in. Hi, Megan. How are you today? I'm great. How are you? Good. Um, so guys, if you you haven't checked out any of our past episodes yet, um, Megan Cox is a licensed psychologist, and um, I'm so happy to have her, her valuable input here towards mental health. Um, she does um, specialize um, in working with children with autism, but we can pick her brain from time to time on these other topics as well. So I'm excited to do that today. So um, you're going to be sharing with us today six tips, six tips for women um, to kind of deal with and cope with the pandemic. So what is your first tip for us today? All right. Well, the pandemic, I feel like this has been a roller coaster of a year and a half. I was thinking as I was preparing for this, that it feels like we're getting towards the end of that long tunnel, but Mm -hmm. certainly are not on the other side uh, yet. So I was thinking long and hard uh, about this because I, I think mental health is so critical and especially as moms, right? If we don't take care of our own mental health, we certainly can't show up in the best way possible um, as moms and um, as caregivers for our kids. So my first tip is to be very careful of watching our thoughts. And one thought Mm -hmm. that I know has hit me hard at times is this feeling that we are never getting out of this. The idea Mm -hmm. that this is the new reality and that's a whole lot to process. So one um, way to really be careful and mindful of our thoughts is that we have to realize that worry and anxiety causes our brains to really want to run into the worst case scenario. Mm. Our brains want to go to, this is a catastrophe. This is the worst thing imaginable, right? And we have to be really mindful and this can show up in really, really subtle, subtle ways. So Mm. I think it's important that we just kind of acknowledge um, that because when we realize that this is um, kind of a bump in the road for a lot of us, uh, and that we will get to the other side. I think that hope is what we really need to need to hang on to Mm. along with that. I know a lot of moms also are worried about the impact of their kids' mental health and their kids' education um, related to the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And this can be fueled too by social media and the news, that idea of our kids have lost such valuable time, they're not mm-hmm. going to gain this back. And I do want to say, we don't know any of that to be true. We know right. that this has been a global pandemic, every mm-hmm. child, right? This is a worldwide pandemic. Um, their education has been disrupted. There's no question. Things have changed. We've been back and forth, possibly, right? Remote learning, Mm -hmm. face-to-face learning, hybrid learning. Teachers have had to make this up as they went along, honestly. Mm -hmm. But here's the thing. We don't know what the long-term impact is. 
And we do know kids are quite capable of catching up for a variety of different reasons. So staying stuck in that they're never going to catch up certainly doesn't help want to waste our mental energy focusing on um, kind of all of the, the terrible potential outcomes of this, but instead focus on what we can do um, moving forward. I agree with that 100%. And, you know, I, the two pieces there that are takeaways for me is as women for ourselves, not getting too wrapped up in, you know, this is just the worst thing ever. And then, you know, for our kids, the way we're thinking about them is, you know, oh, they're never gonna, they're doing so bad with this. And honestly, for me, as a mom, I've had so many people say that to me, oh, I worry so much about the kids. I'm like, you know what, I'm not. They're fine. Like mine, because I feel like I I really am giving my all into being grounded. I have my moments where I'm totally bugging out. I'm like, man, this is horrible, whatever. But I'm I'm willing to put myself out there and be positive for the kids. And mine are so little. Now that, that's a different thing, right? If you got bigger kids, they're, they're more aware. Mine are toddlers. So they're really unaware. And I feel like you know, if you have toddlers, as long as they know mommy loves them and as long as they are being fed and as long as they're able to go out and get some fresh air and, and exercise, they're fine. I might, you know, so and every child is different, but I think to just like you said, the mindset, you know, um, it, it really makes a difference. But yeah, I don't think we really have to be so, you know, oh, the kids are never going to get over this. They're incredibly resilient. They're incredibly right. resilient. Yeah. And this is a great opportunity for us to teach them some skills and strategies for those mm-hmm. older kids of mm-hmm. how are, how can you be resilient, right? Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean that everything's all wonderful all the time. So that's okay, but we'll get through it regardless. So that being kind of the overarching message, I think is really important. Right. For sure. For sure. Okay. So that was some great tips for number one. We can move on to number two. All right. Number two, set realistic expectations Mm. for yourself and for your kids. I don't know about you, but I remember thinking when um, we were quarantined um, that that was this time that I was like, was unexpected. I would have thought that given that amount of time, I would have been uh, super productive, right? Like, you know, Uh, taking up hobbies and, you know, reading those books I meant to get to and, you know, organizing the kids' baby pictures. Like I thought all those things were going to happen. Yeah. And they didn't, they didn't happen. Um, They didn't happen. And that's okay. That's okay. That's right. We were dealing with unprecedented, uh, you know, situations that Mm -hmm. really came on rather quickly. And we had to adjust to all sorts of new things, whether it was working from home, whether it was homeschooling, whether it was getting toilet paper, right? There were just some basic things we were trying to contend with. I, yeah, it's definitely been 
very much like that for me. Like I kind of, and this is where I was messing myself up mentally is exactly what you said. Feeling like, oh, I got all these projects I should be doing because I have all this time and because I didn't accomplish it. Oh, well, now that means I'm like sucking at life and I'm like failing, you know? And it's like, no, you know, it's, there's still things going on that we have to deal with mentally. And sometimes overfilling our time with things is just, a a distraction that's just like a distraction from the issue, but you're not actually dealing with the issue. So um, I have seen the need for myself to pull back on some of that and say, you know what, you know, I may have a bad day where I feel like I get nothing done. And it's okay if I don't get anything done. You know what I mean? Yeah, you got to give yourself that grace. And actually, I love that you said, um, the word should, because I had specifically thought of that, right? <laughs> How many times I should have done this. And mm-hmm. I think taking should out of the uh, vocabulary mm-hmm. is a really healthy thing to do because when you say that you should do something, you set yourself up for an expectation. And if we don't meet that expectation for whatever reason, we normally feel really guilty about it. Mm-hmm. And when you're feeling guilty and you're feeling bad about it, usually those feelings don't lead to better actions or decisions uh, going forward, right? Because it doesn't feel good to feel, you know, bad that you didn't do something in your head you thought you should do. So usually how we cope with that tends to not be always the best things too, right? Like you Mm -hmm. feel bad at the end of the day and maybe now you're having a glass of wine. All right. All right. And the third tip I have is to keep structures and routines in place. And Mm. this continues to be true, even as we're sort of coming, hopefully back into real life a little bit more, but we're coming Mm -hmm. up to the summer. And so for a lot of parents, summer schedule looks very different. And I think it's really important um, for ourselves as well as for our kids to keep some some consistency in place because it creates that expectation of like, Oh, I know what's going to happen because this is what we do. This is the way we do business. Here's the time I get up. Here's the time I go to bed. It doesn't Mm -hmm. have to be overly regimented, but most of us do better and feel a little bit better when we have some structure to our days. Yeah. I agree with that. I, I feel like, especially if you have little ones, um, it, they just get if they're off schedule, you know, it's kind of hard to get them back in schedule. So I for me, I just try to stick with it as much as I can. But no, for but for women too, you know, for I think for all women, you know, kids are not some measure, just like a little bit, but then not going overboard. Like I have a tendency to do and being so rigid that then you're just beside yourself if you didn't do the million and one things on your test list for that day, you know. Yeah. And I think you can keep it simple. It can be Mm -hmm. just that you keep mornings and evenings the same, and maybe you plan one thing during the day. Um, It doesn't have to be overly scheduled. The the idea is not always to add more. It's just to keep some consistency so that everyone knows what to expect. Mm -hmm. And for those parents of kids who have special needs, keeping um, a schedule can definitely be um, one of the top tips for 
keeping everybody balanced and keeping behaviors kind of at bay because that um, security of knowing here's what mm-hmm. we do and here's how we do it. And that doesn't, those fundamental things don't change, even if like the activities um, do look different day to day, but that mm-hmm. there's some comfort in like, yep, but this is still how we get up and get ready. And this is how we go to bed at night. So structure and routine, I think is a, a top tip. Love it. Love it. Love that. Thank you so much. So I believe we are on our fourth tip. We now. are on four. So this one is, is kind of a four and five because mm. it's to focus on the positives, but own the negatives. So the first part of that is the positive piece, because certainly I think we all can list off the negatives <laughs> for <that> sure. <laughs> it's been a part of this experience. However, if you really, really think about your your last year and knowing that everyone has had a different experience in the pandemic, depending on your individual circumstances of how you were impacted, right? Mm-hmm. Some of us were impacted way more than others, but everyone has had some impact to their lives. Yes. But when you think about if it was more um, a time to maybe unplug, right? time with your kids that you never would have yes. having to be creative because you couldn't do all the things that normally fill up your time. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, was it a family game night? Our family did, um, a, a dress up dinner night where everyone had to dress up as someone different. Ooh, how nice. Never, even the teenagers got in on it. Like oh. this would never have happened during normal times. Yes. So it does take a little bit of thinking about what were some things that came out of this that maybe wouldn't have happened. Um, I think that's really important to to recognize because there's going to be some takeaways that we Mm -hmm. can take with us going forward. But this leads me into the fifth thing, which I think (laughs) is really important, which is um, it is okay that this year has been difficult in many ways. And I think what I've seen happen, and I know as a parent, even my own tendency, if, for example, your kid's like, yeah, it really sucks that I'm not playing baseball, or, Mm -hmm. you know, I miss my friends at school, or for my teenagers, you know, there's no prom happening right now. Mm -hmm. And I see a lot of parents want to rush in and, and say something to like, make that better. Right. Mm. So it's like, yeah, but we're all healthy. Yeah. But it could always be worse. Right. We try to rush in immediately Mm. to kind of fix it. And I want to, to just put out there that it's okay that it's okay. And it's actually healthy to acknowledge the fact that there have been disappointments and there's been sadness and that is okay. And that you can get through that. I actually heard this really great um, phrase, which Mm -hmm. I was unfamiliar with, but it's called gratitude shaming. It was really interesting because I knew exactly what this person was talking about, Mm. where you immediately if somebody talks about some pain they're experiencing, you immediately want to rush in and say somebody else has it worse or it could be worse, which then kind of negates 
the original feeling, right? Yeah, that's true. That's and now true. you feel bad that you even felt that in the first place. Mm. And when you feel bad, then you don't just process that feeling, even the negative feeling, right? And just right. own it and feel bad for a little bit. And then hopefully the resiliency part is that you then can kind of move on and you put coping strategies in place to move on and process that feeling versus just push it aside and then feel bad that you even felt it to begin with. Wow. Yeah. You know what? That is, I like that phrase, gratitude shaming. Wow. Two words, very profound because that is the normal tendency to be like, be thankful, you know, just like immediately like poo-pooing any any thoughts like that but you know even if it's something so small like you mentioned like you know maybe a, a child not being able to do their baseball games or something you might be like you know in our minds maybe but it's important to them and so right. that's what they are looking forward to so it's okay to say hey you know it really stinks that we don't get to to do your baseball mm-hmm. game this year you know um wow yeah these are things that are important to us yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. To acknowledge it. Right. And then, you know, hopefully put out there that, you know, there hopefully will be another opportunity. We will be able to do it again. Right. right? It will be okay. But, but at least to validate the initial feeling, because I think we've all, we've certainly all been there. Right. <laughs> this year with For things sh- that didn't, didn't happen. Right. Couldn't happen the way we wanted them to. It's been a pretty wild ride for sure. Um, One thing that I've been trying to be, you know, when I'm thinking about it, of course, um, is to be conscious of when little times do come up like that, you know, oh, I I can't do this or I want to do that. And again, mine are toddlers, so I only get that from really my, my bigger one. So I really, my heart does go out to the parents who have kids that are bigger, you know, and can really, they have that connection to going to school and, and having their activities with their friend. But I've been trying to just be like, hey, you know, um, and even for myself, for me too, you know, when I'm like, oh, I can't do this. And then I'll say, okay, we can't do this, you know, and here's why. And then I'll say, okay, what do, is there something else we can do? you know, um, and and let's get creative here. So I try to create other opportunities for myself. Like me, I'm really, I love having people over and that has been tough for me, like not having my friends over, you know, and going places, doing things. I just love that. And so now I'm like, okay, well, what can I do? Oh, yeah. So for myself, I'm like, okay, tap into, I I like doing the entertaining stuff and having people work. can't do that. Let me tap into something else that I like doing that doesn't require me to, you know, have people over or whatever. And that's been, you know, going out into nature, you know, doing photography. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, I just set up my little tripod and it's like a morning thing that I'll do. Sometimes I'm, I'm doing it for brands that I work with, you know, as part of my job. But then sometimes I'll just go out and creatively do it for myself and be like, OK, I'm just going to go out, you know, by myself and shoot whatever I want early morning, 
some clarity of mind, you know, mm-hmm. so I can just kind of think and reflect. And it's been really great. So then that doesn't, I don't feel like I'm losing out then. I think that's what people struggle with when they feel like, oh, I'm missing out on something because of this situation. And then I've done the same, you know, with my kids. Okay, well, we can't do this, but here's this other fun thing that we can do, you know? So that's been an okay. So you, you took, right? You took the the potential negative of I can't hang out with my friends in the mm-hmm. same way and then found a positive kind of silver lining to it that possibly, right? If you were so busy with your life as normal, you wouldn't mm-hmm. maybe never have had the opportunity or right. had to be creative or realized how much you enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, the sixth tip is really, I could not get away from the fact that the self-care piece is, mm. is what kind of holds all of this together. And okay. if there ever was a time for self-care, <laughs> it's seriously, it <laughs> oh my word, it is now, but here's yeah. the thing. Here's the thing. Cause remember we talked about realistic expectations. So mm-hmm. I, I know I never can read any mental health tips with feeling like I should be doing all of these, right? I should mm-hmm. have this like five day away, five day a week workout routine, or I should be doing no. Like, like keep it realistic, keep Mm -hmm. it small, just moving, getting out in nature, Yes, going outside, drinking an extra glass of water, um, Mm. giving yourself five minutes just to, to be still, right? Because how, especially as busy moms, right? Is there ever a time, right? Right. Spend five more minutes with the door locked in the bathroom just to have time to yourself, small self care acts every day, but Mm. don't turn it into pressure of doing it all or doing it all perfectly because oftentimes we set ourselves up for things that aren't going to happen and then feel like, well, everybody else has got it all going on, (laughs) which isn't true, but absolutely. There's such clear research about, um, movement and mental health, um, mm-hmm. feeling better, being outside. I mean, these are really important research-based strategies and it doesn't take much. So habits start small and habits become routines. So picking one thing per day that's doable for you mm-hmm. is um, certainly going to help with your, your mental and emotional health. I love that because keeping it simple like that is I I feel like how we can strike that balance. I think that's what we all like struggle with when we're trying to help, like we're trying to be good. Right. And then and I'm famous for that. I will try, try, try. And then, bam, I'm like, OK, I just messed myself up. Like I'm doing way too much, you know, yes. so simplifying it like that, like, OK, let's just say I want to go out of my house every day in nature instead of I have to do like, you know, a a, a 45 minute workout routine outside in nature like that. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. And pick something that you actually like doing. Right. Mm, So mm -hmm. if you hate running, don't be like, I'm going to go for a three mile run (laughs) three times this week. True. Like, I'm just going to walk around the block. I'm going to take this nature trail. If you don't like being outside, you might just go, I'm just going to stretch for five minutes. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Drive around in your car with the window down, you know, (laughs) whatever. Yeah. With the music blasting and just, 
you know, I love it. <laughs> yeah. Or listening to an audiobook, whatever your thing is, just make a few minutes every day to do mm, it. I love it. I love it. Wow. These have really been some incredible tips that have been very simple, you know, and that's what I find is like the simpler you can make things, it's the better it is for that mental clarity, you know? So thank you so much for sharing these tips with us today. You know, we really value having you here on the podcast that you're able to share these professional tips and this this professional insight with us to so that we can help ourselves you know get to that place that we're dealing with the pandemic well we're not becoming as overwhelmed and understand it's okay to be overwhelmed it's gonna happen this is a tough going to happen it's a tough situation for everyone so for sure it's my pleasure it's always really fun to talk with you Oh, thank you so much. All right, ladies. Well, now just FYI, if you haven't connected with Megan already, please head over to her Instagram and and check her out. It's Megan Cox Coaching on Instagram. You can also go to her website. She has lots of great materials, especially if you have children that are in special needs. I would definitely recommend connecting with her there. Um, You offer something that I really appreciate, which is the the introductory session. that people can take advantage of. So please um, head over and check Megan out. All right, ladies, thank you so much for listening to Work It Mommy. Have a great day and we'll see you in the next episode.